Welcome to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. Marietta First is a community of disciples dedicated to living and serving faithfully our local community of Marietta, Georgia, and around the world. We are glad you're here. It is our prayer that this podcast offers you hope and grace on your own journey of faith. lesson, which comes from John chapter 1. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translates to teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much for the reading of our scripture this morning for our wonderful music and our music ministry that leads us in worship. And it is a joy as we begin this new year. We had wonderful Christmas Eve services and Christmas morning service and New Year's Eve service. And so... Uh, We are excited about what 2024 is going to bring for our church. So we are starting uh, the new year with a series called Decisions Ahead. It's based on United Methodist pastor and bishop Tom Berlin's book, Six Decisions That Will Change Your Life. We make decisions every day 
Every day we make those decisions and they impact our lives. Some of them are small decisions and some of them are big decisions, but regardless, they all impact our lives in one way or another. Most of those decisions we don't really pay too much attention to. Well, for example, what time will we get up in the morning? Maybe we don't pay too much attention to that, or what we're gonna wear, or what we're gonna have for breakfast, or what we're gonna have for lunch, or maybe what we're gonna do when we get to work or when we get home. We don't pay too much attention to these things. We make hundreds of decisions. But at times, there are those decisions that have more of an impact on our lives. They seem more necessary, and they seem very important. These are the ones that have deep implications for our lives. I remember when my son Nathan was considering graduate school to pursue a PhD. We were excited for him, we really were. This was something for him to live into his dream. And so we supported him and he applied to a number of schools, but his number one school was the University of Oregon, clear across the country. And we were not excited about that, but then he didn't ask us about what we thought about it. And so he applied and he didn't get in that first time around. And so, admittedly, I was relieved. I was relieved that he didn't get in. I'm gonna say that, he's not here, I can say that. <laughs> but he really wanted to go there because he really wanted to study chemistry under a certain professor. And so he spent the entire next year doing everything that he could to reapply to this program. And he got in. And I was excited for him. But his decision to go to the University of Oregon impacted not just him and his life, it impacted our family's life. And so sometimes the decisions that we make don't just impact us, they impact others and those closest to us. Any parent who has a child that they have sent off to school knows that experience. Or maybe you have been that person that went away to school, or maybe you went and uh, moved to a different state for a job, or maybe as parents you, of course, have to make a decision to have a child or to do something that's significant that impacts not just your life, but the life of those you love and your families. They are life decisions, and they have huge implications. We wanna make good decisions, we all try to make good decisions, but sometimes the decisions that we make aren't always good, and I would say that many of us, if not all of us, have made decisions, poor decisions, not good decisions that we've had to live into, and we know how painful that can be. In our gospel lesson this morning, we see the first disciples, and they have some decisions to make. They have to decide. They need to decide if they're going to follow Jesus. Each of the gospels share a call that Jesus calls the disciples as Jesus is building his 12. And in, in this gospel here, in John's gospel, he invites them to come and see, to come and see, and they have to ultimately decide if they're gonna follow him. Jesus never forces anyone to follow him. Two of the disciples were already following John the baptizer. And when Jesus walks by, John the baptizer says, look, there goes, 
There goes the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one that you need to follow. And so they leave him and they go and they follow Jesus. And one of those is Andrew. And Andrew then goes and tells his brother Simon Peter to come and follow Jesus, and he does. And then Jesus, the next day, continues to build his team. And there's Philip and there's Nathaniel. And I like Nathaniel because Nathaniel's the skeptic in the group. He's like, I'm not sure about this. But then Jesus performs the miracle of knowing more about Nathaniel than he realizes. And ultimately, he follows Jesus to knowing that he's the one, he's the Messiah, he's the Son of God, he is the King of Israel. They don't know yet the implications of what it means to follow Jesus, but they will. The disciples were influenced. They were influenced by each other, whether through friendships or family ties. And still, though, individually, they had to decide for themselves whether or not they would follow Jesus. It was not uncommon for people in ancient Israel to follow a teacher. In fact, it was a fairly competitive business. And the fact that John has, is telling his disciples to go and follow Jesus is pretty significant. It's pretty significant for those followers. And they trust John, and they go, and they follow Jesus based on the testimony of the Baptist. Today, we might not follow someone from town to town, learning from them, but we do follow people. We follow organizations. We follow platforms. And ideas do influence all of us. It could be as simple as turning on social media. It seems to be the, the place of influence now. There's even a word or a term for people who influence. Influencers is a name that we hear. I know that I, I'm on X, which I don't like. It's Twitter. And, you know, I follow lots of, lots of people, lots of organizations on Twitter. And it's, it's a great place to gain information, but I have to be selective about those who I follow. The same is true whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or podcasts. We follow people and we follow ideas. And they have sway over us. And in many ways, they influence us professionally, personally and spiritually, all for the good. But sometimes we can be influenced to follow people and ideas that are not in alignment with what we really believe. Barbara Kellerman in her book, Followership, identifies five types of followers. The first are what she calls the isolates. Those who claim to be followers but really have no interest in the leader. The second are the bystanders. Those who don't get involved but just watch from the sidelines. There are those who are participants. Those who are somewhat engaged. There are the activists. They are the ones that are really involved and engaged and they want to do whatever they can for their leader. And then the fifth kind of follower is a die-hard follower. And they're devoted to their leaders 
and would be willing to die for their cause and willing to put their own lives at risk. As we begin this new year, I think it's a fair question. If Jesus is your leader, then what type of follower are you? It might be difficult to answer this because we're so accustomed to being the leaders ourselves. And many of the people in our congregation are leaders, leaders in the church, leaders in the community, leaders in your workplace. We live in a culture that emphasizes leadership, leadership in our jobs, everywhere we go, leadership, leadership. Communities, schools, government, and even in those things that we enjoy, like sports. We like a strong and good and believable leader. It's no different in the church. We want good, strong leadership in the church. I can't tell you, though, how many events I have been to as a pastor that talk about pastoral leadership and offering leadership in the church, and it's important and yet our call as Christians is to follow. Our call is to follow. I recently read a quote that said, a great leader is someone who mastered the art of following. And I think that is very true. You can't be a great leader unless you are first a great, great follower. I want, to share, I want to share two stories of two individuals with you that have impacted my life. The first one is a clergy person. And this clergy person modeled for me, because we model for others whether or not we realize it, modeled for me what it means to follow Jesus as a clergy person. This individual uh, actually was my district superintendent early on in my ministry, and he made two of my appointments. And he always spoke to me with kindness and with respect. He treated me like an individual and valued my call into the ministry. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that he was my district superintendent, and I had nev never at any point thought that we were on equal footing. But he led from not a place of power, he led from a place of humility. And so those appointments and those conversations and the way that he led modeled for me what it looks like to be a clergy person in the church to lead but also to be a faithful follower of Jesus, and indeed he is a faithful follower of Jesus, and I am very grateful for the ministry of Dr. Tomlinson. The second person is someone that was in my church when I was in Milton. When I was there, there was a gentleman, and he was someone who took on leadership roles, and he might be a lay leader, he might take on a title, but he was a leader among leaders. He didn't have to have a title in his name. You know what I'm talking about? Those kind of leaders, they are influencers, wherever they are, he was that person. People listened to him regardless of what position he held in the church. And he also held positions within the local community. And so he was one of those persons that I could go to, that I could trust, that whatever conversations we were going to have would not be repeated, 
That's important. Trust. I know that he did not gossip, that he did not get caught up in the small things. But he would only come to me when I really needed to know something. And I really appreciated that. He grew up in the church, and he knew all about church and church politics. And he also knew about politics in general because he was um, a football coach, and he was a football coach for some of the best programs in North Fulton. And today he actually is on staff as the director, I think, of high school um, liaison um, for Georgia Tech. It's Coach McFarlane. I'll never forget his leadership because he followed Jesus, and that was the point of where he led. And everybody knew that with Dr. Tomlinson and with Coach McFarland. You knew that they might be a coach, they might be a clergy person, they might have other influences, but at the heart of who they are and at the heart of where they lead, they are a faithful follower of Jesus. It wasn't in your face, but they were not shy about it either. They were very, very open about it. And they would tell you and share something with you if it was hard, but it always came from a place of love. We have those people in our lives that model for us what being a faithful follower of Jesus looks like. And each one of you here today in your sphere of influence, because you are all influencers, in the sphere of influence, people are watching about what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. In John's gospel, the question, over the overarching question of the gospel is, if we decide to follow Jesus, what does that mean for our lives? And Jesus himself asks those first disciples, what are you looking for? Because we are all looking for something. We're all looking for something. And Jesus is offering each one of us an invitation to come and see, to come and see. Because he knows that we all desire more than a lukewarm faith, that we want to be passionate about what we do and passionate about serving Jesus. And so as we begin this new year, most if not all of us in this room are followers of Jesus. And we want to live a life of integrity and kindness and goodness and love. But today, the question becomes for each one of us, and we have to decide for ourselves, what kind of follower will we be this year? Thank you for listening to the Marietta First United Methodist Church Podcast. For more information about Marietta First United Methodist Church, we invite you to connect with us online at mariettafumc.org or on Facebook at Marietta FUMC.